Welcome to Canada's podcast. Hi, everyone, and welcome to Canada's podcast. I'm Phil Bliss, founder and host of Canada's podcast. And today we've got a really new initiative called the Pivot Project. We're going to meet Droz Etzian, Associate Professor at McGill University's Hotel School of Management, and the main driver of the Pivot Project Initiative, a social digital project that brings entrepreneurs from across the country to drive new initiatives on their own and with others to create a better, more sustainable workplace. Leading business leaders and policymakers have traditionally led the case to pivot and integrate sustainability across business practices. These conversations have usually targeted large corporations and neglect small and mid-sized enterprises in many countries, including Canada. At least that's according to the organizers of the Montreal-based Pivot Project. In conjunction with McGill University and the National Film Board of Canada, Pivot shares stories of Canadian entrepreneurs across the country that are embracing sustainable practices, and Canada's podcast is joining that. Uh, small to medium businesses, as we all know, account for closely 90% of Canada's total private labour force and employ almost 11 million people. Global sustainability action plans will need to include all businesses in industries, regardless of size. Pivot is helping those companies find success while sharing their stories. Entrepreneurs can now pivot and help reduce the country's environmental footprint. Dror Etzian is the leader of this initiative. The goals of the Pivot Project include helping the public understand the need for entrepreneurs' engagement in climate action, to gain insights on the potential of small to medium companies' collective business impact, and empower other small and large businesses to adopt more sustainable business practices. Over the following months, the Pivot Project will feature Canada's podcast and will focus on telling the stories of the entrepreneurs in all major sectors, food, agri, manufacturing, etc., cetera, uh, and the impact that is being generated by some of these companies and entrepreneurs uh, across those industries. So stay tuned as we bring you the Pivot Project entrepreneurs that are pivoting to sustainability. So, Doror, welcome to Canada's podcast. Um, uh, and uh, I'm really interested in the Pivot, the pivot Project. Uh, but before we get into it, why don't you're much more knowledgeable. I've read some stuff on it, but let everyone know what is the Pivot Project? You know, how did it arrive? What's, or what's its objectives? You know, let, let's kind of cover that first. Well, so first of all, thanks for having me. Uh, the Pivot Project is a project uh, with a few partners. The main partners are McGill University, where I work, and the National Film Board of Canada. And our goal with the project is to really uh, create a community and connection with, with a group of constituents that uh, haven't, I think, been as active in the, the climate discourse, the climate debate, climate issues as, as we would like, and that's small and medium businesses. Um, and I'm sure all, all your listeners know that there's more than a million small and medium enterprises in Canada, uh, mm-hmm. employ millions of people all across the country in urban centers and rural areas and so on and so forth. 
But for some reason, well, there, there are quite a few reasons, but it's hard for, for the government or for the public to engage and for SMEs to really take an active role in, in, in climate issues and to take climate action. And that's kind of the main objective that we have here is to try to bring in this population, which, uh, of course, there are many people who are doing quite uh, tremendous things, as you can see on the Pivot platform, but still, uh, out of these million companies, not everybody is as engaged as they might be. And our idea is to just uh, make, make people more aware, communicate a bit more clearly about the opportunities, uh, about the motivations that different SMEs have, and to really build a community where people help each other uh, to take climate action. And, you know, I, I know the project's funded by McGill as the Sustainability Systems Initiative. Um, but, I mean, it's a national project. I also know that. So maybe you can give us a kind of quick kind of landscape of it in terms of some of the, some of the businesses across, across the country, you know, coast to coast, which is what, what, our, what our viewer base is, basically. Yes, that's absolutely true. I mean, uh, well, McGill likes to think of itself as uh, as kind of a nationally important university. The National Film Board, of course, is a is a quasi governmental agency, so its mandate is across all of Canada, from sea to sea to sea. So, uh, when we originated the project, it was clear to us that we would want to have uh, people from uh, all kinds of communities, from all the provinces and territories, uh, in both uh, languages at least, and and uh, hopefully in the future some First Nations. Uh, contributors as well. Uh, so we really think because climate change is, of course, a global issue, but definitely a, a national issue, it was important for us to, to identify and to highlight uh, small and medium businesses that are taking action across the country in different languages, in different communities, but also in different sectors. Uh, there's quite a diverse array of companies that are already taking action. And we think there's a place for everybody, no matter uh, which uh, industry you're from, which uh, community you live in, to, to do something meaningful. And how, how how are you getting? I mean, obviously, you, you wanted to come on to uh, Canada's podcast to, to kind of get the news out a little bit. But how how are you managing to recruit the you know uh, entrepreneurs across the country from you know all all sectors uh, to to dive in and, and, and help you on the project? Well, we've been uh, we've been fortunate uh, through our our individual networks, the various researchers involved in this project, and uh, all kinds of friends and and colleagues who work. Uh, they've been able to uh, identify for us people who are good candidates, and then we've uh, had quite a few interviews. Uh, we try to identify people who are really doing interesting and, and meaningful things. Uh, so we have friends and and colleagues in in different universities in, in the different provinces, and typically. Uh, people who are uh, active in, in climate action uh, uh, do, you know, engage with with uh, with academics or are involved in public speaking to to highlight some of the activities that they do, and that was kind of the kernel for for us to begin. Uh, but it's interesting, and I think that's that's part of the idea of actually the pivot project, is that uh, this community expands and builds, and 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 you know, one contact leads to another. And what we're trying to do with the pivot project is to really uh, create uh, connections between people. Um, one of the one of the interesting things about research on, on small and medium enterprises is that uh, entrepreneurs are uh, they, they're basically to, to be honest they, they don't listen to many people they don't listen to academics uh, they don't have time to follow you know the nuances of government policy and the research is very clear that if entrepreneurs listen to anybody they listen to other entrepreneurs and I think that's the point of this podcast uh, that you guys do is that really to hear entrepreneurial voices is very inspiring, very motivating, and it's very appealing because it's people that uh, entrepreneurs can believe in, that they have some kind of trust, 
in what they say and to learn from and to emulate. Uh, and so that's that's really the kind of the motivation for our project is to start with these people that we've identified throughout Canada and for them to be actually the voice and the leadership and the inspiration and the motivation for other uh, entrepreneurs to engage in climate action as well. So how do you get them engaged? How do you get them to talk to each other? I mean, you know, in the project. Well, in, in this project, uh, uh, I'm sure you can imagine, uh, to, to get uh, awareness in today's uh, social media landscape is quite difficult. There's a lot of competition, uh, not a lot of time. People are always being pulled in all kinds of different directions. Um, so so the first iteration of the platform was really just to start getting stories out, uh, to make you know uh, a, a few people aware of what's going on. But it was clear that we wouldn't really be able to uh, this isn't the finish line for us. The, the current platform uh, is basically a storytelling platform, but it's it's kind of one way. We hear, we see people telling stories. There's an opportunity to, to comment. Uh, but the next version of the platform, which we're rolling out uh, uh, later this year, uh, will have much more of a community building uh, interface. So yes. you'll be able to connect, to post, to share, to uh, to do all kinds of things that will really be able to to, to build communities that are kind of more two ways that people can consult with each other, can be uh, can share experiences, can share questions because there's a lot of questions that people have. So all of that is coming uh, in a future iteration uh, later in this year. Just so people can, can uh, our entrepreneurial audience can understand it, and obviously pivot means a certain thing in business language. Um, Maybe you can give us an example um, of of one of the organizations that's doing this. That you know, in terms of what it's meant, in terms of pivoting from here to sustainability. Can can we get kind of a hard example, if you like? Actually, if you don't mind, I'd like to give a few examples because I think one okay. of the most important thing uh, to recognize is that actually each and every business is unique. Each and every business is catering to a specific type of uh, consumer, is in a specific region, uh, is from a specific industry, has a different strategy in general. So one of the things that we're trying to highlight in that is, is that good climate action is not necessarily a cookie cutter idea. Uh, sometimes we see all kinds of posts and, and recommendations, you know, three easy things you can do to save the environment. And I honestly don't think that that's necessarily the best approach. Um, so the examples that we have in Pivot are actually people thinking about this sometimes out of the box, trying to really adapt and, and shape uh, their climate action to their actual strategy. So I'll give you a few examples. Uh, here in Montreal, we have uh, Nathalie Volant. Uh, she's a real estate developer. Uh, and she is very much into reusing uh, all kinds of materials, um, whether it's asphalt, whether it's uh, all kinds of uh, construction materials that are normally discarded. Uh, she thinks there's beauty in there. She thinks there's much uh, lower cost that can be obtained. And she's very passionate about really rethinking all of the materials that go into her projects. And of course, the less virgin material that you use, the, the, the higher the climate impact that you have. Uh, there's a plastics manufacturer in Ontario, who's part of Pivot. Uh, and he, he discovered something really interesting that uh, he loads uh, big trucks and they have these docking stations and the doors would uh, would stay open after the truck departed because people were busy running from one thing to another. You know, these big docking doors that can fill an 18 wheeler. And as we know, in, in winter, uh, you're getting a lot of cold air coming into the, to the plant when that happens. So he did something pretty straightforward. It was kind of a calculation that he did. Um, 
that to, to reduce his uh, heating costs, if he would just install sensors that automatically shut the door as soon as the truck backs away, uh, that would have an amazing return on investment. And I think he recouped the cost in four months. It's like some incredible number. Uh, just to, uh, it was remarkable the, the savings, the energy savings in that regard. So uh, we have a we have a, a, a manufacturer in British Columbia who discovered that people were coming into work uh, into the office, driving long distances just to get their days uh, posting and assignments and equipment in order to go to the whatever site that they had to do their uh, building work at. Uh, and they decided to design or develop, or I can't remember if they developed their own or, or got a simple app uh, to help schedule people's work uh, much uh, more efficiently. So most days now, people don't go into the office at all. They, they figure out how to get to where they need to go and the equipment they need uh, straight to the job site. And so that saves people time. It saves people gasoline. It saves, uh, you know, unnecessary emissions. And so just to give the, those are three examples that come to my mind right away. But you'll notice right. that they're all different. Uh, they're all related to kind of the unique uh, uh, ideas that each of the entrepreneurs have. And none of them are actually super, you know, rocket science. They're not that difficult. Uh, but there was some thing that motivated these people, these, uh, these, um, uh, these entrepreneurs to pursue and to implement these types of uh, solutions. Now, I mean, obviously, you know, McGill's there, uh, National Film Board is there. I mean, and you've been talking to other universities, but uh, I mean, is there any thoughts of, you know, taking the project more officially in, in, in partnerships with not just higher education, but I mean, you know, I'm thinking of policymakers both at the, at the federal and, and at the provincial level. Uh, in terms of some of these results and and policies that might encourage encourage these things on a broader scale, um, I'm just in, I mean that's that's to me the obvious sort of progression from the evidence that, that you're collecting. I, I would imagine. Well, I, th I think I definitely think policy can always be improved and tweaked and so on and so forth. I think that that's you know I mentioned earlier in, in, in the conversation that. Um, SMEs are a challenge to bring into the climate uh, action front. And I think one of the reasons is that uh, government regulation is tricky. Uh, if you're like a big uh, public corporation, there's all kinds of levers and all kinds of incentives and carrots and sticks that the government could apply in terms of reporting and accounting and regulations and bureaucracies. Those become much more difficult if you're talking about two and three and 10 and 20 person outfits uh, from very diverse uh, parts of the country in different industries. So mm -hmm. I think government regulation is often a little bit uh, blunt, uh, not necessarily appreciated also. A lot of entrepreneurs don't like the shackles of government regulation, don't like red tape and justifiably so. So actually our approach is, uh, is, is different. Uh, what we think is, is really uh, the motivator for human behavior uh, is not necessarily the government, not necessarily many people appreciate uh, government telling them what to do or how to do it. Mm -hmm. What we think is the opposite is that actually, you know, I think Canadians and, and probably people all around the world uh, want to do the right thing. They want to be on the right side of history. Um, and, and our approach is more about just showing that this is possible, showing that other entrepreneurs are doing this in, in, in a positive way. And we think that that's actually how change happens. If you think a lot of uh, things that have uh, evolved in the world and as we kind of get more enlightened and more, more knowledgeable about uh, how to have a good and just society, uh, anything from uh, you know uh, relationships and, and and marriage rights and and 
and recycling and all of these things actually didn't really happen as a result of government regulation, but norms, expectations, uh, sense of what is right. Uh, these things evolve over time and people see, oh, my friend is taking out the recycling. My friend is composting. My friend, uh, or, you know, my, uh, uh, my neighbor has done this or that. And you suddenly say, oh, well, that, you know, I can do that. And, and, and if they're doing it, then maybe it actually makes sense. And so that's really the, the idea behind the Pivot Project is to kind of uh, shed a light onto this uh, type of activity and show that it's, it's possible, it's doable, it's motivating, it's inspiring. Uh, but it doesn't really require that much government intervention. Okay. Uh, so, you know, how, how are you getting people involved? I mean, is, is, I know you said you were kind of using universities and, uh, and colleges and stuff like that, but are you doing any more di direct recruiting of, of people across the country? Yes, so we uh, were so our, as I said, our, our main partner, which uh, with with whom we launched the project, is the National Film Board. Uh, but we're also engaged with two of the I think leading uh, uh, small and business, uh, small and medium uh, business uh, climate conscious NGOs in Canada. One of them is called uh, Green Economy Canada. Mm -hmm. They have uh, their main offices in Ontario, but they have branches elsewhere in Canada. And here in Quebec, uh, we have uh, an organization called Quebec Net Positif. Uh, they're, of course, mainly working in, in the French language in this province, but, but I think they also have some activities outside of uh, Quebec. And these are actually entities that uh, do uh, already have connections and activities and, and, and educational efforts, and um, uh, they're involved with regulators. And so they're doing all kinds of things around small and medium enterprises in uh, throughout Canada. And they are, uh, they are our partners in this project as well. We support them. They support us. Uh, they, of course, have quite well-established networks uh, that are uh, increasingly aware of Pivot. So, so I mean, is there a, you know, a long-term uh, objective in terms of reduction that, that this activity will, you know, is, is there a number or is that just too hard? I mean, we don't have to have a number, but I mean, I, I tend to be like that. <laughs> <laughs> no, you're absolutely right. Our... Uh, North Star, our kind of stretch goal is to have uh, up to 1 million unique uh, visitors aware of this platform uh, within the next five years. Mm -hmm. uh, what we think we, we are learning a lot, uh, you know, I, I'm a researcher at heart, so I'm learning a lot about how uh, these ideas are trickling through, what inspires people. There's all kinds of research that's happening in the background, not necessarily front and center, but we're tracking and learning how the stories uh, move through the social uh, media landscape. Uh, we're learning what inspires people, which stories resonate more, what type of language is, is useful. Uh, so these are all things that we're studying behind the scenes as, as people navigate through the Pivot website. And we want to learn more and more. But eventually, what we think uh, is that this community, hopefully our goal, is that this will be a standalone community that will just because of, uh, of people's interest and SME's engagement with this topic and coming to the website and sharing stories and experiences will actually become a standalone uh, project that uh, won't necessarily be run uh, directly out of McGill anymore. So our long-term goal is to actually spin this off, uh, if I can use some kind of corporate speak, uh, to spin this off into an independent entity that will run it uh, for a nonprofit purpose uh, as a climate uh, action hub uh, for all Canadians. That's, 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 that's great. So, you know, obviously, uh, you know, this is going to be kind of up, up on our, our, our channels, basically. And, um, you're going to have a lot of entrepreneurs looking at uh, and, and listening. Um, how can 
if they want to get involved, how can they do that? How, how, how can they get a, get a hold of, of you or whoever uh, to, to sort of say, say, hey, you know, this is, this is cool. Uh, how, do I, how do I participate? Yes. Well, of course. So, uh, I mean, the easiest, as, as you mentioned, the, the website is, is very accessible. It's www.gopivot.org. Uh, and then, of course, there's a contact sheet there. We have uh, the beautiful thing about this project. I have to kind of give a shout out to all the wonderful students here at McGill. Uh, it's a very popular uh, project. A lot of students want to be engaged in it. A lot of students uh, want to establish connections with businesses. They want to perhaps look for employment opportunities, do internships. Uh, so we have uh, quite a few uh, motivated, uh, phenomenal students uh, running the, the kind of the, uh, the contacts and the, the communications with the SMEs. So if you go to the website and you're inspired, uh, there's a contact us uh, sheet there, uh, and and uh, typically we'll get back to you within 24 to 48 hours uh, quite easily. And, and we'd love to hear your story and, and see uh, whether we could uh, bring you onto the platform as well. Okay. Well, look, it's been terrific having you on, and I, I, I love the project, and I'm glad the students are there because they may be the generation that be, are affected by you know by the problems we have now in, to, in terms of sustainability and environment. Yeah, this is not this is not my quote, but I've heard uh, I've heard it said that students are the ultimate renewable resource, and I think that's absolutely true. They keep coming into McGill, and they come with all this energy and positivity, and they do amazing things. So, so students are definitely the future, and and we're very proud of them. So, Draw, thank you for for you know giving us so, so, some insights to the Pivot Project. You know, as we said, we'll be featuring other entrepreneurs that, that are engaged in it, and that, that and that's going to be fairly exciting as well. So. Uh, Thanks for coming on. I appreciate that. Thanks very much for having me.